Welcome to Sober Doc Coffee, a weekly coffee chat sharing experience, strength, and hope for anyone on the sober road to recovery. You can download Sober Doc Coffee weekly on all podcast platforms and check us out on Instagram at Sober Coffee Podcast and on Twitter at Sober Coffee Pod. To learn more about us and to help support these sessions, visit online at Sober.coffee. Here are your hosts, two guys on their own path to recovery, Mike and Glenn. Let's join them at the coffee shop. Let's join them at the coffee shop. Here we are back at the coffee shop, Glenn. And I love it, Mike. I'm just in the middle of taking my like 17th sip here. Uh, so well, another week has gone by, another step in the process. This love is, going through these steps. Yeah, I know, right? Well, this is, I think it's going to be helpful for me even to go back and listen to uh, to the steps and uh, and just, it, it's reminders, you know, it's reminders. So is that how, is that why we have so many downloads? <laughs> yeah, that's right. I just keep, download, I just keep downloading the same episodes, right? No, and, hey, by the mom. way, we do appreciate everybody who's uh, kind of following along on this, this uh, journey with us. Uh, we have one purpose and one purpose only, and that's just to help the next struggling alcoholic. Amen. Period. Yeah, that's beautiful. And also, thank you for those that have shared with the uh, Coffee Kitty and jumped in on uh, social media engagements and emails, and and you know, just love it. Yeah, feel free to reach. Feel free to reach out. You know, it is an anonymous program, so uh, you know we've got a little form in the back that, uh, that uh, on the site on the contact us. Sober Coffee, by the way, right? So anonymity. Anonymity. Uh, can you spell that? You know, I was stuttering problem when I was a little kid. Um, comes out once in a while. Anonymity guaranteed. There you go. Love it. Love it. So listen, uh, step 11 today. Step uh, 11's great. Can't wait to dig in. It's a big uh, step for you, big step for me. Uh, so here it is. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we, as understood, we understood him. him. Praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Wow. So so normally, you mm-hmm. know, and, and I watch people in the room. I can read people, you know. In, you know, in business, you just learn how to do that. You know that, Mike. You see me squirming right now, don't you? <laughs> I was wondering why you're, you're spilling your coffee all over uh, yourself. Uh-huh. Um, but, you know, the minute the word God mm-hmm. is mentioned or any sort of spirituality... I can watch people in the room tense up. That's right. You know, just the just that three letter word. Or squirm. Yeah, squirms. I mean, it's just you know, and and in full disclosure, full transparency. That's how I was. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, hey, this is a God program. I'm out, man. I'm out because God's not working for me. God mm-hmm. didn't work for me. Doesn't work for me. You know, but as we've talked about, you know, really the opportunity to unlearn some things mm-hmm. and learn new ways of doing things, mm-hmm. and, and and I hope part of that comes comes out today because that's a key part of this step for me. And, and hey, I'm looking forward to digging in and and folks as we as we dig through these podcasts, we break them down into three sections. You know, we talk about our experience. Um, we talk about you know strength, meaning what did we do, right? What did we do in the sober gym? What did we learn? What right? tools? Yeah, right. And then uh, hope, right? So what happened? What is happening? Or you know, what is the hope for tomorrow that things will be better? So, right. um, Mike, I'm looking. Let, let, let's bounce it to you. You know, I'll, I'll take a couple more sips here, and and you know, I'm looking forward to hearing your uh, experience with. Step 11. Yeah, so, you know, there's really two approaches to my experience with Step 11. One is kind of when I first came into the program and reading ahead in the book, I thought, oh, boy, I got to get to that. That looks, not only has that got the most words of any step, but it's got probably the one thing that uh, that I was most concerned about embracing was spirituality. But 
So, so that was drinking, Mike. Right, came into the program, and I thought, okay, same as you. I thought, all right, this is a, this is a spiritual program. Uh, I'm not the spiritual guy. That's just I'm just not it. You know, I I don't think I qualify. I thought it was my out. You know, okay, I'm not going to get the God thing, so I'm 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 not going to get the program. And um, I was so wrong because, again, steps one, one, two, and three set the table for me. So as I approached step 11, it was still a bit of a foreign concept to me because it was so foreign, a foreign concept to me for most of my life. Uh, I like to, uh, you know, I think I might have said it before, but, you know, I made a pact when early on in my life that, you know, I wouldn't have communications with my higher power. I wouldn't look to improve my conscious contact with my higher power if I were drinking or, or, or abusing drugs. And, and and so, guess what? I was drinking or abusing drugs for most of that forty six years, and so I I I stayed fast to my rule and and didn't connect with my higher power for all that time. Um, you know, it just it, it was it it was it was decades of distance and mm. and separation. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, and so now step eleven tells me that I have to I have to seek. I mean, the first word is sought. And that I have to seek through prayer and meditation uh, to improve this conscious contact. Let me share one story with you, Glenn, um, just to kind of, kind of give you an idea where Love I am. Love your stories, yeah, man. Yeah, well, it's a, this one's a bit of an embarrassment, but... That's all right. Um, so, you know, I would drift in and out of my spiritual, my religion. I would drift in and out of my religion uh, over the years. Mm. I'd go through maybe half sober times and I'm thinking, ah, oh, I got to get into this, you know, higher power thing at the time. I called it this God thing. I got to get into this whole God thing. So I would go through the motions and um, I would get involved in different aspects of my religion and volunteering to do this and that. And... Uh, <laughs> Happened upon one day where, you know, I was I was serving in a capacity of at, at the church, and uh, I was asked to leave. Um, <laughs> apparently, there was a, a stench of alcohol and there was slurring. And you got to be kidding me! No, I mean that's awesome. You know, and and guess what I did? I I got mad at them. I got <laughs> of the, course you did the audacity. Of course you, you did. You know the audacity. Um, so you know that was my. I hope you weren't working with the kids. Uh, uh, yeah, actually, I was. <laughs> oh, my yeah. So it was just, uh, you know, and you would think that that would be an eye opener. It wasn't for me because I got mad at everybody involved in this scenario, including God. I got mad at God, and how could how could my life be so off the rails that it would affect even that element of my life? I thought it was a safe zone. Man, that is super interesting story. Um, we'll have to dig on that a little bit more. Um, yeah, you know, you know. Again, the words matter, right? So, so, you know, the word sought—that that, that's an action step mm-hmm. for me, right? That means something you, that you got to do uh, through prayer and meditation and, and prayer. So, I, so I well, let me take the word meditation first. Mm-hmm. So, meditation. When you use that word, I thought about those uh, yogis that sit in that position, humada, you know, humada, humada. yeah, with the fingers up and you know the humming and. I mean, that's that's for 50 years what I thought meditation was. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so I had to relearn that. Um, but then the word prayer, right? So my experience with prayer growing up is I sat through church and I listened to the church prayers, you know, and they were going for 11 minutes. And, and, and I know that because I timed it. 
because I was, it would just drive me nuts. And then they would use all the big words, mm -hmm. you know, sanctification, you know, and, you know, redemption. And, and, you know, I mean, it was just all, and, and it was such a bad experience for me. Um, and, you know, a lot of my prayers were foxhole prayers, you know. In fact, two of my favorite prayers, um, one was, God, please stop the shakes. Mm -hmm. And the second one was, Don't God, pull me over. What's that? <laughs> Don't pull me over. Yeah, no, the, the, well, that was the third one. The uh, second one was, God, um, I want a million dollars. Right? How'd that work out? Um, you know, so, so it's interesting. I'll, I'll cut right to the chase. As I sit here today, you know, and for years, God never answered those prayers. And I was pissed off. I'm like, this prayer stuff doesn't work. This is bullshit, you know. But as I look back, God did answer those prayers just in a different way. So, so God gave me a program that if I did the action steps in that program, it would prevent me from drinking and preventing me from drinking, stop the shakes, right? And then also, you know, as I look back, you know, God gave me talents that I can use, you know, in the right way to go make a million dollars. You know, not open my bank account today and see a million dollars, but if I put on the action steps and do the right things, I can make a million dollars, you know? Um, and then real quick, my, um, you know, as I've outlined before, you know, I grew up, my parents were Christian, very religious, a lot of rules, you know, so I can remember talking to my mom and dad like you know, 15 years ago, whatever, you know, and telling them about my alcoholism. And, um, you know, my mom's response was, ah, Glenn, just pray about it. I'm like, mom, you don't get it. You know, I've got like 10 of the top PhDs working on me. I got all this rehabs. I got all this programs. I got a 45-day hospital. Mom, come on. And, she, and, and all she kept saying is, Glenn, just pray about it. Um, and, uh, and, and I actually left those conversations thinking to myself, what a fool. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and she never really worked in her life. And so, so I, you know, I'm like, you have no idea of reality. You have no idea how this stuff works. Like, you don't have a clue, you know. I mean, I need significant medical, you know, rehabilitation. And she just kept saying, hey, just pray about it. And as I sit here today, I am amazed. Now, there's a lot between point A and point B. Mm -hmm. But I am amazed at how true that statement is. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's, that's what a powerful story. And, and you're right. The way that, uh, that my foxhole prayers really shaped my life. Uh, Did they work? Yeah, you know, absolutely. I mean, we're going to get to the hope section in a second. But yeah, I mean, the, this prayer and meditation, which again, I had, to re I had to learn. I had to learn how to pray when I came into this program because I had been, I'd been 46 years away from a prayer. The last prayer I did was at my first Holy Communion, mm. the last earnest prayer. So I had to kind of learn. I had to learn what is what is pray. And, and what I learned is that it isn't, it doesn't necessarily need to be structured uh, and concise and elaborate. What it needs to be is heartfelt. And once I got past that hurdle and could just have a conversation with my higher power, uh, my my life changed. Yeah, I um, this is one of my key areas where I had to unlearn mm -hmm. and learn. Um, so th probably the uh, first thing that 
that I've learned through the process, and I'll start with kind of the end is, you know, for me, prayer changes the prayer, right? Mm-hmm. So the minute I pray, um, I get outside of me. You know, I'm, I'm either consciously, unconsciously saying, Glenn, you're not God, you're praying to somebody else, mm-hmm. right? So we've, we've talked about that in the various steps. Um, so I had to, you know, you know, I, I figured out that those 11 minute prayers weren't really doing it. Just reciting wasn't, that was more, you know, rules, right. Or, you know, process, religious process. Um, and, and this church I go to, which is, uh, you know, come as you are. And, and it's more about relationship, you know, spiritual relationship. You know, this, uh, this pastor gets on stage, you know, long hair, blonde hair, dude, right? Tats all over. He gets up on stage and he shakes his head, you know, shakes his hair and looks up and he says, daddy, you know? And, and I literally thought lightning was going to come down, but that was, that was that stuff I had to unlearn. And, and, and what I learned from that prayer, and it was a simple prayer, like a child talking to their, speaking to their father. And, and what I learned is that, you know, Hey, that's the relationship that, that, my God wants to have with me, you know, that, that intimate personal relationship, you know, not with all the rules and regulations and the robes and the, you know, I'm not dinging anything, but you know, that's just, that for me, that's not what it's about. It's about the spiritual relationship. Let me ask you this, Glenn, this is the $64,000 question. Hmm. What does this have to do with my sobriety? I mean, we get to step 11, and I kind of stopped myself and th- said, well, this is such a focus on spirituality. I mean, this is a pro. This is a pro- I came into this program to quit drinking, and, and now we're sitting here having coffee this morning, and we're focused on our spirituality. Why is this so important to my sobriety? That is a $64,001 question. Yeah. Um, I mean, for, for me, I think, you know, and, and, and from what I hear from others, it gets us out of us, right? It gets us out of the self inwardly focused, right? And, and it gets us out of us into a, a power that's greater than ourselves. And, and hey, whether that's Buddha, whether it's, you know, God from the Bible, you know, whether it's your sponsor, right? I mean, you know, you and I share similar gods, right? There are very successful people in sobriety who live sober lives that don't believe in God, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and, and that's okay. You know, there are people who their higher powers are their sponsor. You know, for them, that's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, and, and, and I'm speaking for you because I know you, mm-hmm. um, you know, God has become our higher power, but it's a different way of looking at that God. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a different way of having that level of relationship. Um, and, and for me, it just seems like, you know, I have a partnership. I have a relationship with somebody who's going to get me through the day, you know, without having to take that next drink. Mm-hmm. And, and so, yeah, spirituality is an absolute key foundational block to my, you know, being on a podcast this morning at, you know, 6.30 a.m. instead of being at the gas station buying vodka. Right. Well, that makes sense. That makes it all worth it to me. Yeah, then, you know, some, some stuff I did from a strength standpoint, you know, I start my day, um, you know, early, every day, you know, I'm, I'm making coffee, I have my quiet time, I have my prayer, you know, a lot of people say, get down on your knees, dude, I'm not there yet, I've done it once, and, and maybe that's my own personal way to not fully surrender, right? You know, but I'd sit in a chair, nice quiet chair, and, and I do my prayers and meditation. 
And when I say meditation, I do readings. Um, you now I listen to quote unquote spiritual meditation. Sometimes I'll listen to some services. You know, there's some uh, you know key services that I listen to every week. Um, but I also listen to music be, because I also think part of prayer and part of what I learned about prayer and meditation is it's not just about me praying. Mm-hmm. It's about me listening, you know, and having that quiet time to listen, to, to have things come back. And it's funny because um, I really believe God speaks to me through people, mm-hmm. right? And so it's funny during that time, I'll hear voices, you know, from the meetings that, that bring up things that I'm praying about, mm-hmm. you know? So you got to have that quiet time to be able to listen. Um, but also I pray for things differently today. You know, I don't pray for the million bucks anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I pray probably half or more of my prayers. I pray for other people. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I get outside of myself. I pray for other people. And then I pray for, you know, um, you know, guidance, you know, strength, courage, patience, understanding, you know, and, um, and I also pray throughout the day now, mm-hmm. you know, well, here, here's what I used to do. Every time I plug my, uh, I mean, my iPhones, I mean, that's a billion dollar plus in industry, right? That's a right. pretty slick device, right? Mm-hmm. But even that needs to be plugged in mm-hmm. to a, to a power, mm-hmm. right? So every time I plug my, uh, iPhone in, mm-hmm. I'd say a prayer. I, I just pause for a minute and say a prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had an old iPhone that needed to be plugged in 10 times a day, so I prayed a lot. But now I got a new iPhone, and now it needs to be you know, plugged in twice a day. So, um, you know, but it's a it's a regular thing. And when I go into stressful situations, you know, and, and this is just me, and, and, you know, I'm sure I'm going to get judged for this, but so what? Um, you know, there's times I call my God dude, you know, just because, you know, he and I have a good relationship today. And I go into a stressful situation. I'm like, hey, dude, come with me. You know, I'm not going in alone. Come with me. Right. And um, and the only thing I can say is I started this, you know, I use that faith and fact dial. I started this on faith because it worked for others in the room and I heard them tell their stories. And so that gave me the faith. I started doing it. And then over time, I've seen so many facts. Mm-hmm. I just can't argue with it. So it's locked in as a part of my ongoing program. All right. Can we talk about meditation for a second? You referenced real fast that there's a couple of meditations you listen to. I think for this alcoholic, I had a hard time. My, my brain was always racing, right? Mm-hmm. That was my big yep. excuse for drinking for decades is, you know, uh, well, my brain races. I've got to control my brain, right? So quiet time for me was a real hurdle. And there are tools out there, and, and I, I'd love it if you could share some of the tools that you used in our resource center on Sober.Coffee so that people can listen. Myself, in particular, is a selfish request. Uh, you know, that stopping, pausing, listening, uh, and, and I think I, what I heard you say is you hear, you hear responses uh, quietly. You, you'll hear, you'll replay or hear these voices in a good way, voices in your head in a good way. Uh, but you also hear you also hear it through people speaking. If you're just if you just shut up and listen to people, is that what I heard you say? And is there anything in addition that you do from a meditation standpoint that would be helpful for me? Yeah. So there's there's two different ways of doing. I can separate meditation in, into two different actions or two different categories. Mm-hmm. One is. You know, for my personal listening, right? Quiet time listening, prayer, 
for me to hear, for me to get direction, mm-hmm. you know, look for God's will and, and, and get direction. And that's, so, so that's the one category mm-hmm. we just t- chatted about. The uh, second category is really interesting. Um, and, and it's great to bring up. I'm, I'm glad you asked. In, I have a lot of head trash, you know. And um, I mean, I got crazy stuff going on in my head. My head goes 100 miles an hour. It goes at four in the morning. As soon as I, you know, turn over at four, my brain clicks on and look out. Um, for a long period of time, in early in sobriety, um, and actually when I was drinking, you know, I'd wake up at one and then my brain would turn on. And it was like in a mental hell for me. My, and you know, I was trying to go back to sleep. I drank more to go back to sleep. And, you know, it, 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 was, it was an absolute hell that I was living because that brain turns on all that head trash, right? Um, so I, I will say that over time, working this program, my head trash is less. Mm-hmm. It's still there, still progress, not perfection. Mm-hmm. But it, I was in my... Um, 2014, I was in my eight-day detox. That's rare. I mean, for eight days. And I mean, it was that bad. And I was called into this session with this group session. And this woman comes in. She goes, okay, we're, we're going to do guided meditation. And I'm like, oh, here comes the yoga positions, right? With the fingers crossed, you know, legs crossed or whatever. And, um, and she did this for 30 minutes. She did this. And, and I was in so much pain mentally and physically. I was, I was a wreck. And uh, for 30 minutes, I was on some beach somewhere and she walked through this guided meditation and I was on this beach and I can't tell you how peaceful I felt. I mean, it just felt peaceful. You know, and then, you know, stopped and I go back into the group room and then uh, the hell starts coming up again, right? But, but I learned about guided meditation that day. Mm-hmm. So even today, when I wake up at two in the morning, um, you know, and, 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 you know, the head trash starts coming and I got a big day coming up. I'm like, I can't get up now. I got to get some more sleep. I will turn on and I go to YouTube. And if you, if you, if you search guided meditation on YouTube, mm-hmm. um, you know, there are many resources, some of them spiritual, some of them, you know, I, I listened to one on audible. It's a tailor shop. So mm-hmm. it's, really tight recordings of a guy going in and get suited, get, get, get fitted for a suit. And every little button and every little, mm-hmm. you know, sewing thread has a sound. And it, I mean, there's no way that you can stay inside your head and listen to that, mm-hmm. right? And, and there's a woman, um, her name is Michelle Sanctuary, and she has this one cabin in the snow. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, there's no way, I, I, and if you're stressed out on problems and you're just mulling over stuff and you want to escape, a way to do it without drinking is you listen to Michelle's Sanctuary Cabin in the Snow. Now she's got a lot of them, but mm-hmm. this one, you know, in three minutes, you're in the woods, you're walking down a path, it's snowing, you're feeling the snow, you're looking at the cabin, the lights, and then the warmth of the fire. I mean, you can. she walks it through and describes it all. Before you know it, I'm outside of my head, and, and now I'm back fast asleep. I love it. You know, so that's just one of the tools from, from a, a meditation. They oh, have I really spiritual appre- ones, they yeah. have, you know, she, she has all kinds. I really appreciate you just diving into that a little bit because meditation is was new to me, is new to me. Uh, I can only leave you with this beacon of hope, and that is that uh, as my prayer meditation life has improved, it's, I'm not at the end game yet, I didn't cross the finish line, but as it improves every day, I feel better every day. It, it, it is working for me. Yeah, it's, um, 
You know, as you wrap up here, you know, I'll, you know, I'll give folks something to look forward to. Uh, there's a guy in my men's group, you know, who was figuring out prayer. And we were working this program. You know, it's a spirituality program. It's a 10-week program and, you know, covers all things about spirituality. Just kind of explore. And and so, like, it was like week three, week four, we're getting to know each other. And and the the instructions for the exercise were write a prayer to God. Um, not using churchy church language. So you can't use the word sanctification, right? So, you know, so we're, we're, we're sitting in this group and, and, you know, I said, Hey, do, you know, does anybody want to read their prayer? And so this guy raises his hand, guy's name's Bark, and, and he has agreed to come on and read the prayer. And I'm not even going to tee it up. I will just say it was the most real, heartfelt, emotional and impactful prayer that I have ever heard in my life. I mean, it was an absolute showstopper. And, um, you know, what was really cool from that is what happened afterwards, you know? So, um, you know, we, we, we've invited him on. He said he'd come on. Was that a teaser? I think that's called a teaser. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, who, who knows? You know, let's, let's just call it Mark's prayer, right? Mark's prayer. Um, but, it's just, you know, another example, you know, you don't get these experiences unless you jump in the pool, you know, and that's just an example of jumping in the pool and, and being in the room where it happens. And, and I mean, that was so impactful for me, you know, just as, you know, the pastor with the blonde hair saying, hey, daddy, you know, and, and um, you know, just some very impactful things that helped me learn about prayer along the way. It's really gotta, cool. But you got to be in the pool. Yeah. Want to jump in the pool next week seek. with me? You have to seek. You have to seek. Thanks, Glenn. This has been great, man. All right, Thanks. Brother. Love we'll you, see man. See you next see week. You. Bye. Thanks for joining us for today's Coffee Chat. To contact the show, email us at podcast at sober.coffee. If you need immediate help, the AA hotline is 800 839 1686. The National Suicide Prevention Hotline is 800-273-8255. Remember, Mike and Glenn are sharing their own journey on the path to recovery. Any suggestions, medical or otherwise, are their own experiences and should not be viewed as professional advice. See you next week, and remember, there is a solution.